Hey, legends, you know, none of our interviews or episodes ever date, ever. They are all timeless and ready for you for when you're ready to listen. Download the lot and rip in. This episode is brought to you by our wonderful sponsors, Galaxy Finance. Sponsors and personal friends that I trust, that I trust enough to go to with questions about my own finances. That's not a sales pitch, that's fact. Any questions, any queries, they have the solutions from home loan lending to complete financial planning. With official interest rates at an all-time low, the lenders want your business. With Galaxy Finance, they'll do all the work for you and find the best possible deal. They'll do it all. Get in contact, ask for Leanne, and mention Unfiltered for a free chat. A free chat. No obligations, a free chat just by mentioning Unfiltered. Galaxyfinance.com.au is where you can find them. Welcome back to Andy Raymond Unfiltered, the Jason Nightingale story. We continue. That was my next question. Your versatility was tested to the nth degree that season with all those positions. You're still a young bloke. It's a, it's actually a huge challenge um, on an individual level, isn't it? When you, you know, you're comfortable in a position, you think you've got that position, and then the coach has got other ideas. Yeah, definitely. I, I think. It's better than what the alternative of the other ideas were, which was a season with the Shell Harbour Sharks. Um, but yeah, so I think that having that faith is it probably gave me more confidence in a way than that that you know, Wayne was picking his best seventeen and then fitting them into the seventeen rather than picking um, someone on position or, or someone that doesn't you know, I was I was 92, 93 kilos in the prime and I reckon I was at 87, 88 that year. So um, yeah, I, I, that was probably what I got from it was looking quite quite optimistic in the way I look at things and go, oh, he could have picked, you know, this guy, that guy for that, but in, instead he found he found time for me and and, and found a position for me. Um, a guy that played, you know, sort of 30 games of first grade and and 25 of those would have been on the wing and five of fullback. Does 2010 Raiders the year, the year that stands out above all others. Yeah, um, from definitely from a club perspective, there's no doubt about that. Um, and then also from a Kiwis perspective, we end up mm. in the Four Nations that year. And yeah, I, I think I definitely enjoyed that off season more than more than anyone. Um, and yeah, I had a great group of friends, and and we went to we went and celebrated for for a few months with my non footy friends, and and I really felt like a. Um, uh, a break. I, I never felt you sort of go into off seasons usually going. Oh, you know, you one while one eye on the next season. That was one um, one where I just you know let my receding hairline down and uh, and uh, really just enjoyed um, life for for a few months. And I think that was that was pretty pretty good timing. Um, yeah, we went away with about 15, 16 of my mates, um, my girlfriends, and all that sort of thing. And um, yeah, it was all because of. In my mind, I could switch off because of what we were able to achieve at, at the Dragons and, and then at the end of that, getting yourself back up to do it with the Kiwis, pretty special. What stands out from grand final week? Um, I, I just, I love reminiscing on those times. It's, it's 
just, it's easy to do. I, I've gone over that time. I love, I get, get asked that question all the time and it makes me, makes all these, yeah, flashbacks come in my mind. And I think it was that, our little camp, Casa del Bondo we had. We had a couple of weeks at um, the Swiss Grand, Swiss Grand, the old hotel that's no longer there. And um, just spending time with our teammates. Um, there was a big, we, we have a great group of people and yeah. you know, still all speak to all of them at the moment. And um, yeah, we got to we get to hang out with our mates for two weeks um, at a time where uh, should have been the some of the most nerve wracking times of our lives. We're we're not. Um, they were we were very confident and, and enjoying each other's company. And, and Wayne had us sort of scheduled to a T as far as um, time that we switch on, time that we switch off, and. Um, yeah, we felt like okay, we're turning up here. We're we're public facing, we're front facing, we're training, and then we get turn off and get on the bus and go back to Bondi and hang out with the tourists. You'd played twenty six games that year. You'd scored sixteen tries. You'd finish it with a double in that grand final win over the Roosters. Vaughn B behind Scott and here's Boyd into the back. Trouble, trouble, trouble. Nineteen goals scored for the Dragon. Fiend gets it away. Hornby gets it on. Bounces for Nightingale. Gale. He'll do it. He'll do it. He's done it again. What stands out from the day? Is it those tries or does it just become a blur when you look back now? Well, it, it, I think it does become a blur, but it's a blur of snapshots that you think about quite enough, quite often and, and very rarely do they do anything other than bring a smile to the face. So, um, yeah, I, I remember feeling it. Uh, this wave of energy that just wouldn't leave me. Um, I felt like I could run forever and I felt like I could run through brick walls. And I think I'm pretty sure I dropped the ball at the start of the game and it didn't, it didn't bother me. Like it was like, Oh, it doesn't matter. I feel, I felt like my energy was never going to run out. And um, yeah, that's, it was, it was bizarre. And I feel like everyone else had that sort of euphoric feeling. And then, um, probably getting to the point where that was most of the game and then the end of the game where we knew we we, we weren't going to be beaten, we had the momentum. Um, scoring second try, I felt like, yeah, we're, we're, I think we're only up by maybe two points or maybe six points, but we were going to be – we weren't going to be stopped. And that's a pretty special feeling once we got past that point where we weren't going to be beaten to be able to enjoy um, playing the game you love on the biggest stage, surrounded by teammates that you sacrificed two years plus worth of work, um, to be there on that on on that moment and to be able to enjoy the game for what it is was, was very special. Was, was, there was no nerves at the end of the game. There was just um, you know seventeen guys playing footy against another seventeen guys, seventeen guys that were happy and seventeen guys that that weren't. And I think that that core the core. Um, reason we started playing to be able to enjoy that on the big stage and um, it, it brought it back to that which have, didn't happen too often in my professional career. That Dragons grand final side, it, it doesn't often get mentioned as one of the premier sides of the modern era. It's as good as most and you've got to look long and hard to find a weakness. What stood out about that side and the way that you were all able to play your footy? Pretty connected and just knowing their own role. It's, it's, yep. I suppose a lot of people in that team were at the peak of their careers or close to it. Um, so timing was everything. They, they wouldn't be on paper the best players in the best positions for history. But at the time, that time of, you know, say Michael Wayman, 
um, those sort of guys that were just at the absolute pinnacle of their own yep. careers. Uh, myself and Brett were probably before it, and um, you know, Darius probably just right on it. Um, so we played it a couple of years earlier than us. So I think that, yeah, getting people at the right time, you know, Gaznia came back with his, I think, Coops, that those guys peaked at, Gaz, uh, Coops peaked a little bit later in his career towards his late 20s. So yep. um, the timing of, of everything and the, the squad of, you know, sort of 30 that, that went into that, they all were, it melt, it met in the melting pot of that 2010 team. Um, no matter what stage of their careers, and I think understanding how to get the most out of themselves, and obviously that goes back to Wayne and and, and all the, all the rest of our staff that that got them to that. Also, that year, the distinction of being named in the rugby league world side. Do you see that as something special? Yeah, that was that was cool. That was exciting. Yeah. And uh, I remember, um, yeah, Nathan Fien and oh, probably more Nathan Fien and myself took a little bit lo- longer to get back to. Um, Get back to off season in 2011 because uh, he just kept he just kept waiting for that letter. He just kept saying, "Mate, wonder when this world team start training? When, when do we start training for this world team?" Anyway, Wayne called us up and said, "Mate, you guys better come back to training. It's, it's, then the world team's not happening, so you got to come back to reality." And um, yeah, it was it was pretty special, and you know, it, uh, especially after a few schooners doing a couple of white boys. Doing huckers down the streets of Wollongong, and um, yeah, the world, the world team came out um, a couple of times then, but not 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 so much outside of that. I think it's a bit of fun and yeah, um, pretty cool athlete, and you know, that's it's yeah, it was like I said, too many times you put um, put myself in a, in a in a world team. We, we geez up a little bit, but um, mate, pretty special to be be recognised among among um, you know, even your country or your club and and. Uh, the global rugby league community. This episode is brought to you by our wonderful sponsors, Galaxy Finance. Sponsors and personal friends that I trust, that I trust enough to go to with questions about my own finances. That's not a sales pitch, that's fact. Any questions, any queries, they have the solutions from home loan lending to complete financial planning. With official interest rates at an all-time low, the lenders want your business. With Galaxy Finance, they'll do all the work for you and find the best possible deal. They'll do it all. Get in contact, ask for Leanne, and mention Unfiltered for a free chat. A free chat. No obligations. A free chat just by mentioning Unfiltered. Galaxyfinance.com.au is where you can find them. Mate, you mentioned uh, cool accolades. Recently, you're recognised with a spot on the Walk of Fame at Cogra Oval. A one club man, very proud of it. A club junior, that is for mine the ultimate personal recognition. That yeah, that was that was really special. I think mentioned before to, to do it alongside two of my long serving term, teammates, um, and to be recognised among the, the greats of our club. It's it's. The history of our club is something we've been taught a lot about, and I think you're grateful to be part of that as, as a Red V um, member, um, you know, fan, player, whatever it is, staff, whatever, whatever association you have with our club, you, you understand um, what that history is. And, and to be part of the modern history and, and along with those two guys, um, 
and and even more so to share that with my young children um, and and to see you know our our kids playing together and um, you know you, you don't have you know, unless you're Chase Stanley having kids at eighteen you don't really have your kids at at age um, while you're playing and yeah. um, so have, having them and, and you know, memories that that we have with them and and that they actually have of of, of us playing sport or or an association with it really really helps um, and yeah it was it was very uh, yeah, humbling experience to be on that walk with those people and um, I suppose we we have earned it out of out of a long career of, of commitment, um, but still doesn't feel like it's um, any, anywhere near deserved of, of what some of those people have done in our game. You mentioned memories. Uh, you were fortunate enough to play in a decade's worth of Anzac Day matches. Is it more than just another game? Um, do you recall them fondly? Yeah, I do. Um, it is more than just a game. Um, and, and it's probably another good example of, of the learnings and lessons and sacrifice of history. And, and this time it is associated um, probably unfairly at some point with, with war um, because it's not war what we do, but um, it, finding connections between the sacrifices made by, by soldiers from Australia and New Zealand and, um, and, and you know, around the world, it's, it's, it's easy to play rugby league when you put that in perspective, and I think that's what makes it so fun is that you can celebrate um, sacrifice through physicality that that we don't get to experience in everyday life. Like I um, don't get to tackle people very often anymore. It's quite um, frowned upon in the corporate environment. Um, but being able to sacrifice that with, with a bit of physicality in, in sport, um, it, it's very special. Um, and, yeah, to be, to be part of that, um, that day on the annual calendar and playing so many in a row, um, I used to, especially back in my career, when you start to um, appreciate it and, and, and yeah, become the, the old old wise man telling the young guys it was never never an easier game of football to get up for, never an easy game of rugby league, and, and never an occasion you should take for granted. The transition from football to uh, to real world, if you want to term it like that. What's your what's your average week? What are you up to, Jace? Um, yeah, average week. I don't have, have an average week. Um, uh, yes, still help out with the club. I'm still lucky enough to be part of the club. Um, help out a little, little bit of back, a little bit of coaching, consulting, sort of once a week. Um, and the sponsorship space there, um, very floating, which is cool. Yep. And feel lucky, blessed to be able to do that. Um, pouring coffees, maybe a couple of hours, a couple of times a week very much a hindrance in my own cafe these days, um, but I still love that. It's more of a hobby and a passion. And then I uh, I am raising, um, working for a sports investment fund, Athlon, um, raising raising capital. They're investing in uh, like sport global sports assets, so soccer soccer teams in Europe in, in sort of lower divisions and um, building them up and, and getting returns for investors there. The business of sport and sport in business is it a different perspective now that you're retired? That you you sort of you become aware of the bigger picture and how important off field is to on field. Yeah, it is. Um, you know, elite athlete business school and back run that and do a little bit of that every now and then. Help her out when I can can be a nuisance there too. But yeah, we've been teaching business in, and the business of sport for a long time. And um, before retiring, I was more just speculating. Um, as to the challenges of it and how important education on sport and growing your networks and, and treating people nicely and, and building a personal brand that isn't just 
social is is just is a bit more whole and uh, spoke earlier on um, knowing who you are without the jersey. So um, all those things go into it, and and, and there will never be uh, a real. I, I, yeah, even myself, I prepared pretty well, but it's never going to be a stri- smooth transition. So working three jobs, um, I, I suppose the difference is I love them all. Um, and the reason why I work three jobs is because I love them all. Um, but, yeah, it, it, it's it's a challenge. It's, it's never going to be the same. It's, it's such a crazy world that you live in when you're, no matter what professional sport you're playing, if you're in a team environment, it's... it's um, when you're not in that team environment, it's different. It's like they used to go on tours with, with the Kiwis for six, seven weeks and you spend day in, day out with the same people and you're like, oh, you get over about six weeks in, you're like, oh, get me away from this guy and they'll be saying the same thing about me. And then you get home and you're like, where is everyone? Why, why am I back to this? So, um, yeah, transitioning from sports that, you get you get so used to, to living that way and institutionalised that mm. that's not the real world. Um, so I was lucky enough to have a great bunch of people, great bunch of mentors and, and these opportunities. But um, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a special space to be in, to work in professional sport, and um, it, it's, it's, it's definitely a, a harder transition than, than anyone could expect. And, and in saying that, this, you have to be grateful that you've got it and grateful that you've had it and uh, lots of those that aren't lucky enough to do that. But um, the more uh, we can understand about that transition and how it helps and, and maybe what sort of things to prepare, but also you need to accept it. It's going to be not as not as good. It's going to be different and mm. and some things will be better than others. How important is it to remain somewhat part of that team environment? As you said, you're doing a bit of consultant and specialist work with the with the Dragons backline. How important is that in, in the makeup of your life at the moment? Uh, oh, I think the connection to the club. Mm. I spent, you know, sort of, well, I spent 13 years playing professionally and, three or four or five before that trying to make play professionally. So um, that connection is it's, it's more than just the sport. It's the people. It's the community. It's the, the fans, sponsors and everything be part of that. I, coaching was not, never something I had an ambition for. Um, and I, I suppose it's more just you know, myself just figure, fit, fitting in that box and what what is what value can I add? What, what, are, what are my core skills that, that made me um, – yeah, allowed me to be the player I wanted to be, and and then how do I pass that on? So it was sport, so the coaching side of things, and never anything I had an ambition about. They asked me to do it, and uh, uh, it's definitely a love job, and and um, yeah, it's it's pretty cool to be able to see that. And I, it's something I didn't think I'd be really liking. That uh, you know, oh, I got to go and coach. I got to be back in that, but um, you definitely get back on the roller coaster of um, wins and losses, yeah. uh, which can be good and can be bad, as you know. An amazing 18 months around the world, an amazing 18 months in rugby league, rule changes, style changes. Do you like what you see and the direction the game's going? Oh, I, I do. I, I feel a bit for the players and there are obviously some my, – my mind goes to, to welfare issues as far as physical and that sort of thing. And, yep. um, you know, the, the fact that they made all those sacrifices to live in the bubble, it's 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 pretty pretty heavy. It's, it's better than the alternative yeah. um, to play without sport and I think they get that – and played well to play this game and, and certain sacrifices come with it. They're, those are getting more and more. Um, so, yeah, look, it's, I, I do like the rule changes. I wish they had done them before the start of the year. Um, I'm hoping it wasn't a reactive to something that we don't know about that's coming up very soon. But, uh, look, ideally you don't do them the week before Magic Round. You give people time to practice because yeah. 
those that um those that cop the blame are the players essentially they were the ones oh you thug you did the same thing last week and it was fine and you've gone and changed the rules on me 100% got to be made to be safer but at the same time there's a better way to deliver the way they've delivered that and I think the players are the ones that the brunt of it they're paying more fines now they're, they're getting suspended more they're letting their teammates down they're feeling worse about that for something that was completely out of their control which is a shame 100% is the right thing to do just the timing could be better and the way that it could have been educated and passed down um, could have done a lot better than what they have because it, it just it was crazy and I think fans and everyone everyone saw how we, we've been through history yep. so reactive rather than proactive proactive would have been doing this before the start of the season reactive was doing it when they did 33 test matches, 266 first-grade games and an all-star appearance. So that's 300 games right on the mark. 129 tries over a period of great change in the game. Always the professional, always a pleasure. Jason Nightingale, you, sir, are a legend. Thanks, Andy. Really appreciate uh, your time, mate. Um, Congrats with what you've done here. I've heard some good things. And, uh, yeah, absolute pleasure being part of it, mate. We hope you're enjoying Andy Raymond Unfiltered. We're on all leading podcast apps as well as YouTube now. Make sure you're subscribed wherever you're listening. That way you won't miss a thing. Before you go, we'd love a rating and review on your current listening app. Five stars, of course. It helps us grow the brand as we look to expand Unfiltered over the next few months and bring you more. Make sure you come back soon, legends. 